Don't you just love it when you can confidently say that someone has your back? Hi, Dave Lee here, and that's the feeling I have with UCARE. Anytime I call them up with a Medicare question, I know without a doubt that a real person will answer, and they will work through my issues no matter how long it takes, and they won't hang up until I completely understand what's going on. Their people and customer service are second to none, and it's why UCARE has people-powered health plans. Don't hesitate to reach out to UCARE for help. Learn more at UCARE.org slash Medicare. This paid endorsement brought to you by UCARE. Today on My First Concert. How uh, screaming goth vocals work, how death metal vocals work. It's, it's a wide array, all kind of stuff. The Fibonacci sequence and how musically it relates. It's, it's a bunch of topics. I learned so much on the show. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's a team of, like my family, they see me on doing this stuff. They be like, "How you know all of that stuff? You just so good." You I'm like, "No, I'm I'm just hosting. Like I'm learning the stuff, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm reading the paragraphs, and it's like, oh wow, that's there's no other better way to say that." Welcome back, everybody. Dave Lee with Davide Razo, our producer in uh, Minneapolis Sound is a new generation of talent. One of those is L.A. Buckner. Many of you have heard L.A., and he joins us today on the show. It's brought to you from the Aquarius Home Studios and also brought to you by Starbank.net and by UCARE and by the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Remember, you can listen wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, TalkNorth.com, and much more. L.A., thanks for joining us. I appreciate that. Well, let me call you Arthur first. Sweet. Thank you. Because <laughs> that, that's your name, and that's how uh, we were introduced. But I'm going to ask you about the L.A. in a second. But mm. first thing I want to know is the name of this podcast is what was the first concert you ever went to or saw? MTV used to have a show called TRL, right? And uh, they went on tour all around the country, and I saw the TRL tour, and it was a bunch of artists. It was uh, Eve, a, a young lady rapper who's now uh, – the wife of a billionaire, so she don't even rap no more. Uh, it was 3LW. Uh, it was Nelly and the St. Lunatics. And then the headlining was Destiny's Child. Oh, my. Oh, wow. When, when there were three members, DC3. Yeah. So uh, I, and I was raised on Beyonce, for real. Beyonce, watching Beyonce DVDs taught me how to play live drums wow. for concerts and that kind of thing. So, yeah, TRL tour when, when – uh, DC3, Destiny's Child, they were headlining. So, Do you remember who you went with and yeah, my where mom, it was? my mom and my sister, Target Center, downtown Minneapolis. Nice. Yep. I'll go with mom. You know what? Uh, yeah, that would, to go, there's so many stories mm-hmm. where parents take their kids. Absolutely. How cool is that? What was your, tell me about your mom and music. Why did she take you to that one? She, I was, I was just telling St. Paul about this earlier, earlier today. My mom, she's not a musician per se. She's a she's a dancer, you know, but she's a percussionist with her movements. But her her ear is impeccable. Her taste in music is impeccable. Stuff that um, when I got to college, that that my friends were discovering and being saying that it was a holy grail. Oh, my mom was playing that when I was eleven years old in the car. You know, wow. yeah, D'Angelo, Voodoo, uh, Erica Badu, all that stuff. Jill Scott, that kind of stuff. A bunch of Michael Jackson. She's the biggest Michael Jackson fan. I know. <laughs> when Michael Jackson passed in 2009, oh. her phone was ringing all day wow. for people checking up on her. So, so like she's wow. a and she's a huge Minneapolis music fan too. She moved here for college, and so yeah, my mom is is, is a deep history with, and her ear is awesome. She's the first person I knew with an iPod with 20,000 songs on it. <laughs> wow. So, so when she mentioned along with your sister, you're going to go to the concert. What was your initial reaction? 
it was like, yeah, it's lit. That's what we want to do. Or actually, I think we went to her with it. Like, oh, okay. oh TRL tour. They're going to be here. And she was like, okay. Oh, Destiny's Child. Oh, y'all want to? Uh, and Nelly. My, Nelly was my favorite. Destiny's Child <laughs> was my sister's favorite. So it was just like, okay, we're going to go. Wow. Yeah. How fun is that? But great. it brings back great memories as well. And then now in your, in your life now as a musician, and I mean, even today, I know you're going to something else after this musically. Mm. Do you even have time to go to other concerts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ones I'm spoiled. I'm, my wife says that she's spoiled because we've experienced everybody we want to see, you know, and we experience uh, concerts on a really cool level, you know, and, now it's to the point where it's like if we just look straight for the VIP package or just try to get the seated thing or whatever it is close to the stage as possible, I'll pay whatever I need to pay to be comfortable because I can't do standing or general admission. It's just my large black body in a sea of white folks that don't mesh well, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I got to, I got to, you know, I, 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 we still get out to real good shows. I'm going to see Herbie in a couple months. You know, we, we saw Robert Glasper at Dakota. We take a date night. You know, so seeing live shows is it's still important. It's research for me. Sure it is. So I'm, I'm, uh, quote unquote, enjoying it. You know, in another way. I'm, I'm really on study mode though. Any, any show I go to, it has to be, you know, worth my. I want to study. I want to steal from them and, and incorporate it into my thing. Are you watching the drummers? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And uh taking note of what i like and what i'm going to take and taking note of what i do differently and how i would i think every musician when they see other musicians they kind of hear what they would do differently but like yeah. it's still enjoyable though how about the stage presence is there anybody do you watch people to see how they uh yeah. present themselves on? yeah yeah um rest in peace we just lost a a, a pioneer in gospel drumming r&b pop drums aaron spears but like for swagger for swagger and like how you should turn your head when you hit the symbol and like the, the kind of power you should play with and the how you should breathe and how you you know how you should look Aaron Spears I got a lot of swag from him and Calvin Rogers when you want to know what to look like as a professional drummer just watch Calvin Rogers the number one gospel drummer in the world yeah I would think once you know you you learn now you get confidence in your drumming now you have to go in front of people as you've done many times but I think oftentimes from fans perspective you kind of forget there's an entertainment value Mm. of watching people and then you as a performer now you either either got it or you got to learn it yeah that's real yeah. that's real um you don't want to be too stale you know people are there to see a show and I'm, I'm biased but i think as far as instrumentation drums is the is the most like involved to to watch and that's it captures attention easily you know next to the the front person whoever it is like you know drums is you got to make it interesting. You got to look cool. You got to be cool. You got to look cool. Yeah. If you're going to be playing drums, it's the coolest instrument. Yeah. And I feel like on on a smaller stage, even more important than on on a big stage, because on the big stage, the drummers may be on a riser way, back, way back there, yeah. and yeah. you may see his arms, you know, mm. but when, you, when I saw you at the Dakota uh, a couple months ago, or mm. no, it was it Halloween? Okay. It was Halloween, you're right. It's, it's just like different when you see all the musicians up close and mm. and what they're doing up there. The How they're communicating back and forth. Yes, and exactly. That. And and you see the musicians actually talk to each other with their eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like <laughs> that's that's what that's the beauty about when you go to a smaller. Totally. What was it about Nelly that you liked so much as a young guy? 
the first CD I ever bought with my own money was Country Grammar and and Destiny's Child, Writings on the Wall. <laughs> so, and it was just uh, just it was a new kind of style. He was singing, rapping, and it was like, wait, what is this? It was different, and not many people were like super huge fans. I, I was in sixth grade. I was yeah. in seventh grade. You know what I <laughs> mean? So it was like, it was just, it was cool. I still rock with Nelly. I still think he got some swag, so it's cool. L.A. Buckner's our guest. We're going to take a quick break, come back with L.A. And, and talk about a number of things, including, as I mentioned at the top, we'll talk about, about his name as well. Uh, L.A., as you know him. Uh, performing around the Twin Cities. Hey, I want to say thanks to the folks at Aquarius for making this possible. And if you're a little overwhelmed right now by that growing to-do list and a shrinking schedule, uh, spending more time stressing over household repairs and enjoying life, you're not alone. I know that. And Aquarius Home Services has your back. Uh, They are your trusted local let-us-tackle-your-to-do list team. Aquarius Home Services is here to assist. Whether it's your furnace, electrical work, or plumbing giving you trouble, you choose a service. They will handle the fix and take $98 right now off the repair cost. So that's right. For any furnace, plumbing, or electrical repair, they're going to slash $98 off the tops there. So watch your to-do list shrink while you reclaim your time. No more worrying about the flickering lights, the leaky toilets, the noisy furnaces. They do all that. They're dedicated. Professionals respect your home and your time. And it's cool to talk about them because I remember when Jeff started this company. And that's a few decades back. And we've been uh, close friends ever since. And that's who I use. They're just, they're terrific. Aquarius believes in earning the right to be recommended. Remember that too. They're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. And don't uh, forget to mention that we sent you, but I know you're really going to like them. Super people. L.A. Buckner's here. L.A.'s with us. Uh, Okay, Arthur. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the L.A. part. It's kind of a neat story. Well, it's it's a simple story. (laughs) I'm little art. You know, my dad is big art. I'm a little art. My mom didn't want to go with AJ, so she said, L.A., you know. Uh, it stands out. And people usually hear, L.A., well, well you Hollywood? What's going on <laughs> yeah. with that? From? <laughs> That's what I thought. Hey, what I meant to is, uh, is he from L.A.? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, it's a little art. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it a great, it's a great stage name, though. Thank just, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm finding out. It's kind of cool. You know? And, of course, oh, go ahead. I've been embracing Arthur the last couple of years, though. I've been embracing my name. I used to be annoyed at my name. Just like, it's nerdy. Or it's like, Arthur. It comes out <laughs> geeky. How about art? My dad is art. Yeah. So I'm a little art. You know what I'm saying? But he's art, you know, art. Yeah. But um, I like being in a waiting room and they say, Arthur? <laughs> and they, they don't expect me to stand up. They don't expect me to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I like, yeah. I like that. I've been embracing Arthur lately. You know, Davide just mentioned the Dakota. Let's talk about venues that you play. And, and you go to watch people at the Dakota. Mm-hmm. Now suddenly you get the chance to perform at the Dakota. And what is that like as a performer as opposed to sitting out in the, out in the seats or up on the balcony? It's one thing, you know, to, as a performer, to play with other people, you know. But recently, you know, I was at a show and my picture was popping up and saying that my, <laughs> uh, my show was coming up. And that was like eerie. It was dope. That was, it's great, you know, and, and, uh, you know, people really support. I, I was able to sell out the Dakota twice, you know, not knowing that it was going to happen either time. And it's a, it's just a blessing, man, to, to be welcome uh, in the premier jazz spot, oh, yeah. you know, in in the mid, one of the premier spots in the Midwest, you know. Uh, it's awesome. It's great. And, you know, when names come through, cats come through and kick it, and I, I meet up with the musicians, and they be like, oh, where are you hitting? Well, y'all hit at Dakota with my band. It's me. It's like... Minneapolis is a special place because you can um, it's not 
super saturated, but it is concentrated with really dope musicians, high level cats. And and David Feely says he said that to me, he broke that term down to me. It's 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 concentrated at the top here, you know. Um, but I, I'm able to be an artist in the city. Not too many people doing what I do the way I do it, and it's like the city is really receptive of that. So I'm, I'm grateful to be from here. Mm. That's why well, you're from. Uh, yeah, let's talk about where you grew up. Northside, Northside, Minneapolis. Um, it has it has the reputation, but it's the blackest city in the state. You know, it's the blackest part of the state, mm-hmm. but it's very rich culture, musically, historically, um, educationally. You know, uh, community wise, it's one of the most you know beautiful places out in the world. I say there ain't no community like the North Side. I, the album that I'm finna drop is called Northside, you know, um, and I, I was just talking to Paul about this, St. Paul Peterson. It's important that we represent where we're from. We got to beat it on our chest. We got to say Twin Cities. We got to say Minneapolis. We got to say St. Paul, you know, um, because we never know who has a connection to our city. Yeah. You know, and who, and who has a, a warm spot in their heart for this city, you know, and uh, everybody else, they represent where they're from, Atlanta, Los Angeles. New York, Detroit, they all, they represent, you know? Right, right. But it's, it's uh, so I'm taking it as like, it's like a, we have a responsibility to, because, the, because, because people, don't nobody sound like us. And the oh. whole world loves the sound that comes from the North side specifically, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's, I got a responsibility low key too, to, um, you know, come with it and represent. So yeah, that, I, that's why I call the name. I call the album Northside. That's why I'm so I'm so Northside. You know, that's why I'm, I say it so much is because people got to know, got to know. Yeah, yeah, with pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellie, uh, let's uh, talk about the drum, the love, the passion you have for drums. Because is it true you started at a like a su- super early age, like mm-hmm. three? Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember being in church, <laughs> not even. Nobody was on the drums, but I would still be staring at the drums. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, my big cousin, he was—he's seven years older than me. So when he moved away to college when he was eighteen, I was eleven when I became the drummer. You know, at my church. Wow. I was eleven when I when the, inheriting that responsibility. I remember the first Sunday that I played, and I had like a hiccup. It, I, I kind of came in on the wrong feet a little bit and it was a tiny little mistake but it would just got to me it was like <laughs> this is your first Sunday and you gonna mess up like really that's but um he was playing Silver and Gold a Kirk Franklin song oh wow. yeah but uh but yeah uh it's all it's a, it's a gift the drums chose me you know it was it was a gift from God and I grew up in a black church and it's very it's very African even though we don't realize it's very African like music is so embedded in the culture that it's really not even a separate word for music per se. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah, like yeah. I was I'm I had to play I have to play in front of a large audience every week. So when I got to music school and them cats wasn't playing in front of people and they didn't know, you know, just the simple communicating eye contact. I grew up, you know, every week. I've been doing this since I was a kid. You know what I mean? So that's that's my it's a gift. It's that's where my love comes from. It's therapy. I've been using drums as therapy my whole life. You know, coming home from school, not doing no homework, just trying to play as much as possible before anybody else got home. But like, yeah, it's always been it's still therapy for me. 
hitting something with a wooden stick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's satisfying. You know? Yeah. How many sticks do you break during a set? Mm. And they're not cheap anymore. They're not cheap anymore. I, I break like two sticks a month, three sticks a month, <laughs> two, three sticks a month. Yeah. And, and the, the church, you talk about the music being very special, and very unique. To, and that, I mean, you're pretty, people like having you on sessions and, and like playing with bands. Was that the foundation? Did that give you the ability to go anywhere musically? 100%. Yeah. I say it all the time, almost every interview. But uh, the black church is one of the most intense training grounds for musicians, Amer- American musicians, you know. Um, most of the superstars we know started, you know, in the black church. And I actually got a, a Webby Award for this episode that we did on Soundfield. Okay. Um, um, about gospel musicians, you know, and the the impact, you know, in the, the gospel episode of, of Soundfield. But like, it's something that's really important to me, you know, and it's another message that I got to keep spreading too. Like, that's where we get it from. Even, even like a lot of our like jazz greats and favorite jazz, they were all church cats. Thelonious was 17, 18 years old playing in Kojic tent revivals. And you know what I'm saying? Like they were all churchy and, and, and uh, you know, blues and, and gospel and jazz, they all inform and steal from each other yep. too. You know, that's one thing I've been noticing uh, as of late. It's just like, oh, uh, you're giving me this instruction, but like, oh, I just refer to it as something that happens in church. I think about that and like, it makes me understand it way quicker. It's like, oh, I got it. Y'all, oh, like church. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. When we come back, I want to ask you about Soundfield. Sweet. You mentioned Soundfield. I got to talk about that as well. Thanks to Star Bank. That's our bank here at talknorth.com. They're bringing you the show today. All sorts of products that uh, you need to help you out from managing inventory in the business world to paying vendors to covering operating expenses and more. And they have competitive rates and flexible terms too, but you can rely on them. They're, they started as a small rural bank in Minnesota many, many years ago. That same family now owns a group of 10 banks, including right here in the Metro. So they get everything in the lending world. They'd love to have you stop by if you're a business and you want to work with them. They're terrific. If you're thinking of a loan, the turnaround time with these folks is great. Service is outstanding. It might be home equity, might be a uh, credit, might be home mortgage, might be a business loan, whatever, ag operating. And personal banking with the checking and the savings and the IRAs and the HSAs and whatever it is, gift cards, it doesn't matter. When you go into the bank, it's very friendly. It's very small town. It's very one-on-one. And it's personal banking. You can do all the digital stuff. They have that, obviously. We all like to use that if we can. But uh, just going in, and once you meet them, they know you. They'll know you the next time you're in there, and I'm pretty sure you're going to know who they are as well. So just kind of do it on your terms. Go in, learn about them, feel uh, feel it out. You're going to love the way they operate, I'll tell you that. It's that small-town feel at StarBank. Online at StarBank.net. The loans are subject to a loan application and approval. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. And they're our bank right here, by the way, at TalkNorth.com. This is uh, my first concert. Dave Lee here. Davide Razzo is our producer. L.A. Buckner is our guest here today. L.A., you have a show. PBS is called Soundfield. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I'm a co-host on a show. It's a YouTube series uh, through PBS, and it's called Soundfield. And it's a music education uh, mini-series kind of thing. It's like we ask so many questions like, uh, how did James Brown invent funk? Or, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we got 60 plus episodes uh how how uh screaming goth vocals work how death metal vocals work it's it's a wide array 
all kind of stuff, like the Fibonacci sequence and how musically it relates. It's it's a bunch of topics. I learned so much on the show. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's a team of, like my family, they see me on doing this stuff. They be like, how you know all of that stuff? You're just so good. You just, I'm like, no, I'm I'm just hosting. Like I'm learning the stuff, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm reading the paragraphs and it's like, Oh wow, that's there's no other better way to say that. All right, just memorize it and then shoot it to the camera. And, and I work with the producer and everything like that. But um, Soundfield has been opening a lot of cool doors. Yeah, you know, a lot of wow. cool doors for me. Um, and I always wanted to use my voice. We talked uh, before we started recording, and you asked me uh, about my journalism yeah. <laughs> major when I was in, in, in community college. And um, this the Soundfield kind of cycle back in life it's like kind of like a journalism kind of thing oh, I, do, sure. I do interviews yeah. Oh, yeah. you know I'm talking to camera voiceover work all kind of stuff so um, it's it's been a blessing man I've been able to travel meet some of my favorite artists and musicians and talk oh we did this battle rap episode I've been heavy I was heavy into battle rap in the early YouTube days and now I'm like back in into it really and I got to interview some of my favorite battle rappers it's like it's a so Soundfield is a, is, is a any it's it's gauges um ages nine to ninety nine. You know, anybody who's interested in nerdy musical stuff, musical facts. I all the episodes are just flashing through my brain right now. It's, it's so many things you're guaranteed to find something you like. We our blues episode is really sweet. It's really mm-hmm. dope. So yeah, type in PBS Soundfield on YouTube and that's the whole channel right there. Yeah, I would do that. I'd make sure you get that done as well. So when we talked about journalism, there was a time you thought maybe you would be a sports journalist, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Uh, I was uh, growing up, <laughs> and I was deterred from music a little bit. I, mean, I always knew I wanted to be a, a drummer or a teacher, you know. Yeah. We were doing a, 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 an assignment in the summer program, and they, they were talking about what they wanted to do when they grew up, and everybody's like, yeah, I want to be a, an astronaut, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And my turn comes up, I'm like, yeah. I want, I want to be a drummer. I want to be a musician. I want to play in front of thousands of people. I want to travel all over the world. I want to record CDs. And the lady, she was like, a drummer? She was like, you ain't going to make no money doing that. You got to find something else to do. And I, my dreams was just like, oh, shoot. So that kind of like put some fear in me. So I had, to, sure. I had to look at something else. Whenever I thought about drumming as a lifestyle, as a career, I always thought like, well, I could still play drums on the side, but like, I got to like make some money. I got to do something, but nothing else in school. What? You know, no, no. So I, I did community college for a couple of years and then I went to McNally Smith College of Music. You know, I was already doing work over there, sessions and stuff. I'm like, I need to come here. Mm-hmm. Boom. And uh, yeah, the rest is history really. Yeah. I did four years there and then they gave me a scholarship to get my master's. Which is which was a huge blessing, you know, because I'm able to work now with a master's degree and right. have a better living, you know. Yeah, and, but, um, and you yeah. teach too. Yes, yes, and like for a degree in music is really if you're trying to teach. But right. I tell all my friends, all my students that too. Like a degree in music is only needed if you're trying to be an educator. But like you don't need no school for music if you only for the connections and people. That's it. Or, or music business. Mm. I, I, mm. I, I, I know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's the two things. Truth, 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 truth. <laughs> and, and, and the term my, my, my mentor Solomon says, my big brother Solomon, he said, the term is music business. Business is a bigger word than music. So you got to spend a little more time 
on that business because the music gonna be there. You, that's your love. The music is gonna yeah. sound great. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be tight, but you got to spend a lot of time on that business portion. There's so many factors of that, you know. So, would yeah. you rather perform live or do session work? What's more fun? Live. <laughs> okay, yeah, because you're doing both. Yeah, but but session work is my favorite type of work. My favorite way to work is recording. My favorite way to work is exactly what we just finished doing here. F- food guaranteed. <laughs> great pay. Great people. Yeah. Great music. You can't, we only get a few of those a year. Those kind of sessions, you know, where all those boxes are, are checked. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, that's my favorite way to work is recording. But um, it's more fun to be doing a live thing, playing my music, my stuff live. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about albums? Anything coming up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm mixing my second album right now entitled Northside. Um, got a, a few new cats on the album. We got this, this young producer from the Twin Cities, uh, David Smith. Okay. He's just graduated from the U of M with a business and marketing degree. Yep. Um, I was telling him to drop out of school the whole time. He never listened to me. You know? <laughs> he was all successful and stuff. Um, but he's a phenomenal musician, phenomenal producer. And he grew up in, in church, and he just as churchy as they come. But he's also like a, a fusion nerd and a rock and roll nerd, and you know, so he gets it in. Uh, that's the cool thing about gospel music is like it's everything else too, right? You know, um, Ethan Yashaya, bass player, uh, David Feely, the administrative guru, you know, uh, on, on lead guitar. Ethan is the Adi Yashaya son who mm-hmm. we interviewed. A couple yeah. months ago, yeah, mm-hmm. legendary Adi, yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, E's been. Pl- I've been knowing E for twelve years now. Back then, from McNally days, uh, Jovan Williams on Woodwinds, a young student of mine. He's he he just turned twenty one. Um, but so the, him, the, yeah. the music scene here is in good hands with this generation, isn't it? That's what I've been told by the by the, the by my mentors. That's what they say. So I'm just going to keep going hard. I'm trying to. I'm trying to, you know, I see I see how they do it in other cities, in bigger cities, and, like, the level that they be on, and it's, like, it's normal. It's natural to them. It's just, like, we got to bring that here. And if we do it on that level here, ain't nobody else going to be doing that. So it automatically separates, you know, it can, separates you from the from Can the we chat about uh, mentors? Hmm. Uh, I'm big into mentorship as well um, through whole my music career. Mm-hmm. I, I always had either interns or... I was educating as well and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, Dave, we we interviewed so many artists from the Twin Cities that put a mark in the history of the, the Minnesota music. And I, I'm we just went to an event last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, At the so, Green Room, right? Yeah. I, I want to know from you, when you grew up here, have you heard of all these artists that totally, are out there that totally. that you saw Friday yeah. night on Absolutely. stage? Absolutely, totally, absolutely. Um, mentorship is like my my calling in life, but I realized I've had great mentors growing up, whether it be through church, whether it be through the music community, whether it be teachers. You know, um, a mentor is really the separation too, like. College, I met my mentor there. It's, it's that one teacher that really gave me that information, you know. Um, but like artists like Stokely, mm-hmm. you know, you've opened for Stokely. 
th- that was a that was my dream gig. <laughs> Were you nervous? No, because he showed so much love. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I was ready to kill, for lack of better words. I was yeah. ready to really, really, really play. I was so excited. I was, I was honored. It was such an honor. So I like, no, I wasn't afraid. Butterflies, nervous. But, but I realized, even when we nervous, that's our, um, that's our excitement. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna blow it. Oh no, I'm scared. That's not what that is. <laughs> it's like no. shooting a free throw. Yeah, oh, no. I hope I make it. <laughs> ah, yeah, no. It's, it's, it's but yeah. like, I've envisioned this for so many years. I've mm-hmm. envisioned for so many months and we've been rehearsing preparing for it it's like alright now it's about to happen it's about to happen like that's that's what it is that's what it is but um yeah like mentorship that's that's really what I got from the whole college experience too it's like my teacher Kevin Washington he's a he's a drummer around town but I've been knowing Kevin since I was in ninth grade mm-hmm. you know and the things that he was telling me in, in college I, I call him I called him a couple weeks ago and was just like yo I get it now. Like that thing you, I saw him a few weeks ago and we just was talking and yelling at each other. Like, that's what I was saying the whole time. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so many full circle moments. Like like even my first drum teacher, um, he's 75 years old now, but I teach him. He comes to me for lessons. How and cool is that? It's so cool. Cause, and he's telling me the same stories that he was telling me when I was 13, yeah. 14. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, we're talking about the same stuff. Just like, we're just relearning. It's like, it's really dope because it's um it's cyclical. That's how it's supposed to go. Mm. You know, student becomes a teacher and still giving back, still, right. you know. When was the first time you put something in iTunes and what was the reaction? That's wild. That's wild. I released uh, my first album uh, in the middle of the pandemic, August of 2020. And uh, it went number one on the iTunes jazz charts. My first record wow. entitled Big Homie. Um, it, it hit. It hit, and it, it was due to you know straight up support from friends and family purchasing and buying the record. Yeah, and then I think some of that sound feel helped, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's what it was. It was it was a huge surprise. Um, but it, you know, I'm trying to do bigger and better things with this next one because it's, it's a better record. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've grown, the compositions have grown, and like the production has grown. So it's like. Ain't no telling what this next one's about to do. But I, everybody feels it. Everybody involved in it feels like, okay. <sighs> you know what I mean? Yep. So it was like, I just got to, uh, I, I was talking to you a little bit earlier. I'm doing so much uh, pre-work, like as far as content and footage and making sure all these ideas and graphics and talking to so many artists to make my thing, right, video editors. and But the rollout, I just want to do something different from the last time. I want to do more. I'm, I'm gonna pay for some ads. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all of that, and it's it's bound to to do bigger and better things. You know, touring in cities I always wanted to play in, hitting venues I always wanted to play. You know, I'm. It's, it's time. It's time, and everybody feels it too. I know it's something something wild is gonna happen with this record. Yeah, and you got a little two year old girl. I had a baby girl. Her name is Onyx Rose Buckner. Has she inspired a song yet? The dad's written or. She inspires a lot of stuff. <laughs> she inspires me to do a lot of stuff. Um, she has a crazy ear for music. <laughs> well, you were three. You. And like, she's two, right? Yo, she's like, she's counting in this, like, with the beat drop. Like, one, two, one, two, three. And it's just a perfect timing. I'm like, oh my goodness. She, uh, 
she requests songs by title now, you know, or she'll <laughs> sing it a little bit. Wow. She said, I want to hear, uh, he was like, wait, what? And I said, oh, she wants to hear Smooth Criminal. You've been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth. So like, and that's due to my mom. Yeah. You know, that music taste. All she want to watch is Michael Jackson with my mom. She want to watch James Brown with her Nana. She want to watch, She she's a huge Stokely fan. She's a huge Stokely fan. But yeah, that's my baby girl. Love her. Yeah. Oh, and my, my wife, my wife has a phenomenal ear too. She got great taste in music too. She's not a musician. Yeah. She, you know, she only plays the the radio. She plays the iPod. You know, <laughs> but, but, but what a, it's a good combo, though, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah. She's yeah, she's amazing. Danielle, love her. That's my that's my lady. What about vocals? What about vocals? Yeah, on the album now. What about vocals? The one you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm about to start singing. Yeah, because I love singing, but I, know I hate you do. singing in front of people. Though I hate singing in front of, because so much work, so much pressure, it's so difficult. And I got so much respect for vocalists. You know, my family is full of vocalists. I get, I get down on singing. I could blow for real, but I don't like doing it in front of people. But I'm gonna get it to it on this next, on, not on North Side, because the one after. All, but the stuff I'm writing now, the stuff I'm creating here and now is is vocal stuff. C- can you tell us who was on stage with you singing Nessun Dorma? Ooh, uh, ooh. at the at the show at the Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of vocals. Can, can you? Can she you... one of the baddest. Her name is Kennedy Hurst. She's from the North Side. Uh, her family is legendary. Unbelievable. Yeah, the Hurst experience. Her dad raised me on, you know, in these gospel records that I was listening to. He was the lead vocalist on so many tunes. David Hurst. Uh, her mom, Rachel Hurst. Her brother, her her older brother, Jackson, is a phenomenal drummer, phenomenal bass player, even better vocalist. You know, but they, their whole family sings. Kennedy. That was. That was I was 19. She was 12. He was, that's the little home. That's the little sis. Yeah. That's yeah. little sis. But like, you know, when you need the best and you're trying to make people feel something. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially feel the spirit of the Lord. Yeah. Then I know who to call. You know, we got to go straight. And Kennedy, that's, that's where she reside. So when she opened up any song she's singing, you're going to feel it, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, she uh, she she performed Nessun Dorma on her own show. And yeah. I, I, I'm such a fan of the Aretha rendition that it came to me. I was just like, okay, yeah, me and you going to do, do that. Do you know the backstory of that when Aretha yeah, did it? Yeah, she got yeah, a call yeah. like a couple of days before. Pavarotti was sick. Yeah, Pavarotti was yeah, sick. Yeah. yeah. And, she, and she came in and just learned and it and sang it down. That. And, and it was so powerful. You felt the spirit of God when she sang, you know, and all them folks, all them amazing artists was standing ovation, uh. <laughs> clapping in the rafters, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah, we do an acapella, just drum and vocal, but it's still orchestral. You still hear the whole entire orchestra when I play and when she's singing. And, you know, and, and we got a version of the Lord's Prayer that we're going to do like that too mm-hmm. real soon. Wasn't, there, wasn't our buddy uh, Billy Peterson who got called by Aretha to come to Detroit and do yep. some stuff with her mm. kind of yep. like that? Yep. Mm. And yeah. it turned yeah. out to be a great experience. Yeah. Gotta, be ready. Uh, gotta be ready. Gotta be gotta ready. Gotta be ready. Gotta stay in the shed. Yeah, because you don't know what call you're gonna get. Yes, got to stay in the shit. Yeah, yeah, and well, you've earned you've earned the right to get the calls. I mean, you're you know you you've proven yourself, obviously. Uh, La, I know you're you're off to. I want you to get. I want you to be able to go mix your new album. I don't want to screw that up. But when we come back, I want you just to think about this for a second. You're gonna put together a show 
of th- uh, uh, and you're going to have three artists on it that you that you're going to watch. I want you to pick those three artists, alive or dead, who you would have on your show as the guy that's booking that program. Okay, not an easy answer, but I'll give you a second to think about it, and I'll give you folks a second to think about all the stuff happening out at the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters right now. Well, first of all, on the the main stage. Jersey Boys is still going with our good friend Michael Brindisi, the artistic director of there. Now, when that ends uh, in February, and there's still tickets available for that, March, uh, they'll start with uh, the Carol King musical, Beautiful, which is fantastic. And I and I know that Michael's going to do, I mean, what he's done with Jersey Boys is incredible out of Chanhassen. And what he'll do with this one is probably even more incredible. You just get a hold of ChanhassenDT.com. Get your tickets for that. And then also all the uh, great performances they have in the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. I mean, they do so many things over there. They have the comedy cabaret, too, and they do, they're doing weddings, and they're doing musical theater camps. But, you know, they get uh, all sorts of shows coming up. I know there's a salute to Prince coming up here in early February, and songs from artists from Canada is coming up in Australia in February. A lot of shows. So learn more. Go to their website. A lot to learn right there at ChanhassenDT.com. All right, L.A. Buckner, let's uh, talk about who you would put on stage. This is a tough one, but... I, like, I, I'm, I'm miserable right now. <laughs> like, my mind is racing, right? It's tough. And then you're going to go away from here going, oh, I should have said, said this. I should have said this. <laughs> I think just to... If we want to talk about rock and roll, but feeling the spirit, and, and we're going to want to go back to like the root of what inspired everybody... I say Sister Rosetta Tharp. Oh, wow. Right? Just to see, we got to get some some of that old school. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, yeah, she yeah. Just, she's the godmother of, she influenced Lil Richard. Mm-hmm. Okay, she influenced every big name. She was the first soloing on the, on an electric guitar like that, loud, singing loud like that, like the first, right? Um, I want to see the, the Miles Davis, Tony Williams, Herbie Hancock, Wayne Shorter, Ron Carter. Mm-hmm. I want to see them hit, you know, and then um, I don't know who to th- I I gotta be playing, man. I gotta play. I gotta play. I don't want to watch that long. I'm playing. <laughs> you will, yeah. you you want to yeah. play with all these yeah. guys? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm playing in an all star band. Prince on lead guitar. Uh, I don't know. I'm playing though. Stoke is there is 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 singing too. Okay, Stoke Lee. <laughs> Uh, D'Angelo maybe on some keys and, P- and PJ Morton and uh, Greg Finley Gaines together, right? Stevie somewhere in there. It's too many. It's too many shows. It's too many artists. You know, we got to get. I want to hear Aretha. I want to hear Whitney. I want to hear Janet. Yeah, you know what I'm I want to mm-hmm. see Janet. Yeah, Janet's so. coming back to town. I see too. Oh, it works. I saw that. Yeah, XL is it? Yeah, XL. I think. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, that, but that's, I mean, and that's a tough question for anybody, but especially a musician, I think, because no, there's no question. way you're not going to think about this as I screwed you up now as you go going over to, <laughs> to mix that new album, Northside. <laughs> I should have said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. L.A., thanks for coming in. It's great Congrats. to see you. Congrats on all the success, and I know it'll continue, but, man, it's just neat to see what's happening with your career and, and, and know the music in this town is still in great hands. This Minnesota music scene that Davide and I have talked about is just strong, has been. And we were talking about, you are talking about James Brown. Eric Leeds was in here, and, of course, yeah. he, he and James Brown became very close. Yeah. And all these people you mentioned and now we've got another generation taking up uh, uh full charge ahead so congrats i appreciate y'all for the opportunity yeah. and this show is like really you know 
doing the job. We got to make some noise. We got to yeah, say Twin exactly. Cities. We got to make some noise about this city. That's what you said, mm. you know, that uh, we need to make the Minneapolis name. We need to throw it out there. We need to beat so it on our chest. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah. we're going to do it. Uh, you're a bright star. Thank you. LA. It's, it's so wonderful working with you. Oh. And uh, you're going to be up there. I appreciate that. You, you are. You are already up there. So Thank you, man. Uh, Arthur, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, y'all. This was great. He is L.A. Buckner. And uh, why? Oh, what website? Where can they go to find yes. out where you're going to be? Check this out. LABuckner.com. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, the domain is but, paid for. It's lit. It's, it, that's the truth. But LA the Buckner. band is L.A. Buckner. And Big Homie. And Big Homie. Yeah. And, all that, and the same website. Let me get you all that. Yeah. Yep. LABuckner.com. That's this, where you can go. This is my first concert. Thanks to AquariusHomeServices.com from the AquariusHomeServices.com studios. Thanks to You Care, the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, and our friends at StarBank.net. Dave here along with Davide. We will see you next week on my first concert. <laughs>